Be on the mic, microphone checker, one, two, one, two. We a little bit incomplete tonight. We don't have our wonderful, fabulous, we don't have our joystick. Um, horny, erotic <laughs> joystick, knowing that known as Dr. Lovejoy. Shouts out to Dr. Lovejoy. Shout out to the joystick. Hopefully she'll be back next week. <laughs> Welcome to the All Over Podcast. It's your boy at Larry Jr. Funny. Uh, go ahead, my vets, introduce yourself. Ladies first. Queen Latifah. <laughs> It's your girl, D. Terry Sean. Wow, she went soft. Did you hear it young go soft? COD. He went low. Okay, young I COD. I have to because there's so many deep voices on the mic. I kind of have to stay under them tonight. Okay, you can be on the bottom. I'm cool with that. Um, so this is our first podcast since <laughs> we uh, had the tragedy that happened in our, our country. The great 824 Kobe Bean and all the other valuable lives that perished. Um, I know that... Uh, Young COD, you're a big basketball fan. Let's just call it what it is. I think uh, I was I was listening to some commentary, and the commentary basically was Dr. J, Michael Jordan. Um, no, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Dr. J, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, AI, Kobe, LeBron. Would you agree with that lineage? With, with uh, oh, the like lineage. being like I, I yeah, we the lineage. Dr. J, no, not the top, Magic. but basically who who was the top dog. So we went from top dog. They just started in yeah, this yeah, one yeah. I was listening to with Dr. J being the top dog. And I think yeah, that was yeah, because yeah. Dr. J came from the ABA to the NBA. Mm -hmm. And then you had. Well, you no, know, they, they took his rings away when he came to the NBA. Yeah. And then he just we went to dunk it from the foul lines. So Dr. J, Magic, Michael, AI, Kobe, LeBron. That, that list What's makes me. So first off, the whole Kobe Bryant thing makes me think of this. Um, is respecting our people while they're here. Because mm. people really forgot about Kobe. Because it was like, oh, Kobe and Mike? Nah, it's LeBron and Mike now, right? Mm -hmm. People really wasn't talking about Kobe. And even with that list, a lot of people would say, well, Shaq won those championships. You know, Shaq was the MVP. You're correct. A lot like of people that. do a Shaq Kobe. Right. And then we, we lose Kobe, and it's like, wait a minute. Mm. Kobe, like, was that guy. Now mm -hmm. they're playing old games and stuff, and it's kind of like, I don't know. It it just hit different because it's like, dang, Kobe was that guy. Speaking of when it hit, what were you when you found out the news? I had just got back from Guitar Center. Okay. And I was texting my boy, and I was like, hey, I got the chords for the speakers. They're going to work. I just bought some new DJ speakers, too. Okay. And then I got on Instagram, and I just seen the picture, and I was like, nah. No. Nah, I was at the crib, like, chilling, like, smiling, mm. having fun. And it was like watching the Pro Bowl. Okay. I was like, nah. You call that a Pro Bowl. That was interesting. The two-hand touch. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Terry so Sean, what were you and what's your thoughts? I did not forget about Kobe. Um, I am a Lakers fan. Yeah, but you're a little biased. Why? why? Because you're a Lakers fan, so. It's Kobe. It's always been Kobe. Um, Is he the reason why you're a Lakers, Lakers yes. fan? Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yes. So prior to Kobe, because what were you? Because Rick Fox, you know. Mm-hmm. I associated his looks, not the games that he played. Even Rick, Rick Fox has looks? That was sarcasm. Back down. I was Back go, down. No, yeah. no, I was going to go in deep, deep I on see. I how see. these looks caught my eye, but I was young. Right. But yes, no, Kobe is the reason why I became a Lakers fan. Gotcha. So what's your thoughts on the whole coverage? So by the time this recording comes out, we're probably going to be close to two weeks since the tragedy, or at least one good week from, from the tragedy. And you 
brought up Fox, which played a part in the reporting. Mm -hmm. But what's your thought, especially being a member of the media, of how everything went down from the way you see it? I think that it was in poor taste. Um, I think we're into a generation where everybody wants to be first. They want to be known for breaking the story, but this is not the type of story that you want to be on top of. You know, you want to vet to make sure you have the proper information. And more importantly, I think that it's always important that the family knows first. Finding out on social media, just not even for his wife, but for his kids, is very detrimental. Um, he has parents, he has you know cousins, family beyond the immediate that that is getting to, and you haven't had a chance to kind of prepare them for this. So I didn't appreciate it being the story being broke that way. And everybody's like trying to be first to the story. I want to get all the details. This is one of those moments where you want to take a step back. And I would have wanted to be last. I wanted to know to make sure I had every detail to the letter before putting this out. I think we've had a lot of hoax stories come out. So when I first found out, I had just gotten from eating after church. And it was like, the first question I said is, is it true? Like, yeah. did y'all make sure it was real before you started That was my first question, this too. Out? Because... You hear so many things. Oh, it's his older daughter. It's not his oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're putting all this stuff out there, and people are just Rick Fox was on the. You, everybody is on there. Cool. Did you hear about the Kobe reporter from ABC who just uh, was suspended because he reported that all of his daughters were on, were on there. there? And this also begs a question. Um, the question is, do we still have traditional media? Because no. I know that some of the media outlets in particular, the ma- the big boys, if you will, so that your CNNs, your um, ABC News, the, net- the broadcast networks news stories, they all were some of the last to mm-hmm. confirm yeah. and to go to Terry's point. They were waiting for, con- for the family to be notified. So I would say everybody knew within an hour. And, and that blew my mind. Everybody knew that Kobe had, the, the helicopter had crashed within an hour of it crashing. So I know that probably shows my age a little bit. I'm over 40. But I remember times when, back in the day, we used to watch Laker games. And the Laker score, you would have if you went to sleep, you wouldn't know until the next day until they got to the paper. Mm-hmm. And now, within an hour of a tragedy happening like that, in a, you know, it wasn't even in L.A. It was like outside of L.A. Mm-hmm. The world knew. And I, you know, I would be curious to get your thoughts on the media game has changed, I think. It and, has And I changed. think that not only has it changed, and obviously we as a society, as humanity, I hate to say it, I feel like we've really given up some of our, our class, our morals, our dignity, and in an attempt to, it's all about me, and I want it now, I want it yesterday. My dad has a, has a great phrase, he calls it a microwave society. Mm-hmm. We want everything instant. Yes, mm-hmm. I think you our know. parents like to say that. Oh, your, your parents <laughs> yes. say that too? Right. Oh, yes. I, um, w- but I think even though it's good that we can get our, our news right on our phone and it's instant, I think that when it comes to journalism, you can't forget some of the first rules, which is vet, vet, vet your story. Are there still rules? Whether they're following them or not, there are still rules. Um, I think that when it comes to social media, because it's an Instagram page, that people have hired people to run these pages without making sure they're properly prepared for stories like this. Um, If you're going to go out and put out some detrimental information like that, the first thing you should want to do is not just break the story, but make sure you're breaking the proper story. There was too many recants on the story. Oh, that's not that. A lot of recants. Oh, it's not that. It's this. And it's just like, just stop until you know for a fact what's actually happening before you keep ruining people's lives with these 
emotional moments. Who do you get your news from? Because when I found out, so what happened to me was I was, um, I think I was on my way from church and wifey hit me up and was like, yo, and you could hear it in her voice. And I was like, what is it? She was like, you heard about Kobe? I was like, Kobe, what? He's dead. I was like, he ain't dead. Get out of here. Right. Quick, go to the phone. Start looking up stuff. And I had to search to find it. And when I found it, it was being reported, I want to say by um, a UK paper in their source, TMZ. Mm-hmm. When I saw the source was TMZ, that's when my stomach started tightening up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you, um, you knew. Well, you knew. I think every major story. My next, my follow-up question. I want you guys to be thinking about this. When was the last time we had a death like this? Um, every, I would say the last four or five times we've had something that I would say a death that you know was worldwide felt. TMZ has reported that thing first. Mm-hmm. And I would be interested to hear, and I don't know if you have or you have, what TMZ has, um, how they've handled the backlash, if you will, about them not waiting to contact the family. I don't think they give a damn. I think that their whole deal is once we know it, we putting it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people may get their news source. So I have two questions coming at you guys. A, where do you get your news from? I wonder if people would consider TMZ to be credible compared to like a well, CNN yes, or somebody. Well, yes, because they actually For have sure. connections with all of the major. Yeah. But here's the thing. And they don't follow rules either. You're, I heard they, they don't. pay where some traditional people won't, won't pay. Yes. So I want to know where you get your news from. And I want to know the last time we had a death that affected humanity like it has. Go ahead, E. I get my, if I see something on social media, I'm going to go research it. So I will turn on a major news network, CNN, Fox News, NBC. I want some other confirmation other than social media because typically it's an article that I can post together on Photoshop in a second. So I need Mm. a credible source. I'm not going to pass this out in that type of way. So I'll confirm. And um, I don't go to TMZ, even though I know that they are typically on top of real news. I if I see something like that, I immediately go to the TV. So I go to the old school route of finding out things. And I'll Google on top and even look at articles and make sure it's not misquoted as well. Because there's a lot of things that surface to the top. And if you look at the date, it'll be old mm. or something that somebody made a joke about or reposted. And I'm like, nah, I need credible. Before it sinks in for me, I need some credible sources. And I don't trust social media in that way. TMZ has been correct. I haven't seen, heard them be wrong yet. And what they post, so that's not the issue. It's the, how they do it. So I don't have a problem with you wanting to be on top of a story, but there are certain things that you should take in accountability because the only reason why they feel justified in what they did is because in order for them to be notified, someone had to tell them. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so they feel like they're justified by who told them. But I think that story would be very different if it was their family and they found out on you social media would. first. You know So that's the, that's the first, but you have to be human about every situation. So if you don't want to find out about your family on social media, don't do it to somebody else. You know what they say about karma. It's a female yeah. dog. Oh, With all day. What you got to say, man? <laughs> Um, I cannot. <laughs> um, so that this, was hilarious. This, I cannot. <laughs> this was the first time. So when I seen it, I seen it on TMZ, and I automatically knew it was real. But I was in denial about it. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time I did go to ESPN because I was like, bro, if ESPN. So you ain't went to ESPN about it, for verification. Yeah, that's why I was watching the Pro Bowl. And that's how you that's got the, the Pro Bowl. Reason. And there it uh, is. So if you want to call that a Pro Bowl, and they literally was just like me at Pro Bowl. Yeah, so we just got the news that Kobe Bryant. How did that away. impact you when you saw the faces? On the guys at the Pro Bowl, because you could see it on their face. Yeah, because it was like, yeah, bro, you just you just scored a touchdown. Did you? How do you feel about Kobe? Yeah. You know, so for me, it was kind of like, 
I don't know, I ran and I told my dad, I was like, yo, have you heard about Kobe? He was mm. like, what? I was like, Kobe just passed away. And we didn't say nothing. I just walked off. Mm. It was just like, okay. Last time we had a death like that, who, do you, who comes to mind? Nipsey. Mm. I would say U.S., maybe. Mm. Worldwide, I, I, I think I'm going to say Prince. But I'll be okay. interested to hear what you I think Prince is okay. the last time the mm. whole world was rocked. Okay. I can see that. Because um, Prince, Prince's death that... went, just like Kobe's, I think, every news outlet. I'm talking, I was I listened to a ton of sports radio. The sports radio cast was talking about Prince. And, you know, I guess on the opposite side for Kobe, ABC made a news special that night mm-hmm. about Kobe. So that's how big I mean, you know, he was. coming on five minutes after. Yes. Right. And not only that, but we had dignitaries from other countries mm-hmm. giving condolences about Kobe. I, I don't know if they were doing such about Nipsey. Right. So Yeah. I think there's some, been some major people in between this and this. But for me, culturally, what I'm seeing was like almost like an Aaliyah thing. Because it was so detrimental. It was out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Age, maybe. Age, age. I think age had something to do with it and who was following them. So I think Kobe is still in the conversation for young generations mm-hmm. because of how he influences young girls playing basketball. So if they don't know him, they know his daughter. They know his daughter. Tally, that was one of the things that smacked me upside the head. It was almost like three or four, maybe five different versions of Kobe. It was the high school phenomenon. It was the great NBA legend. Roby. It was right. It was Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. It was uh oh, Kobe in Colorado. It was Diamond Kobe. It was um, Kobe retiring with sixty points. And my favorite. More. And then it's it's <laughs> more. more more Kobe more Kobe. More. And then it's um, Kobe the, beast in the, same the um what do, you, what do you call it? But he's the champion of, of women basketball mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And then you think he's about dabbling in soccer. It's like he's doing a and lot. soccer. You're right, Kobe yeah. soccer. And then you know I can't. And I'll be young COD. I'm interested to get your point on this. I don't understand how Kobe got any sleep because evidently he was having conversations with every person on the planet, like half of the NBA, half yeah. of the WNBA, um, and everybody in between. Mm-hmm. And these weren't people. I don't think these weren't people just making stuff up. They had receipts. They had text mm-hmm. messages they could mm-hmm. show you that was going back and forth or voicemails that was left. And it just speaks to, for me, how much greater. Kobe Bean was just a basketball player. I don't think you can just say that. Mm-hmm. He did so much with his platform, which will bring up a topic maybe for another show. What are you doing with your platform? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was just amazing. Well, I think I think the one thing that makes Kobe, I compare him to Nipsey because Kobe passed away not because of anything he was doing prior in his life. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about Mike, we talk about Prince. There's people that say, oh, well, you know, Prince was – overdosing mm-hmm. or Mike was overdosing mm-hmm. so it's like okay they did something to lead up to this mm-hmm. then the Kobe thing happens and it's like he didn't do anything whoa mm. this is crazy and I think that Kobe was just hitting his prime well I think he was getting ready to open a new door that's what I'm saying yeah. so so say something happened my mom asked me will we feel the same way about Shaq and mm. you know I think that Kobe, like, we just know that we, as soon as it happened, we like, nah, Kobe had so much to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you don't feel he, that way about Shaq? With, I think Shaq works 15 million jobs. But <laughs> but he's not. It's not personal. It's just the personal touch. Yeah. So you saw where Kobe left his marks. 
So it's very visible on what he was doing, even though he's not bragging about it. Mm. Because everybody he's helping and in touch with it's is like bragging. behind the scenes. They're almost. the ones yeah. bragging, like y'all don't know. Everybody's talking about how arrogant he is. You don't know how much he's like this, or he's like yeah. that, he's like this. And that's one of the things I appreciated about him. People like to talk about that the way he played basketball. It was perfect. Because it was. When you're doing your job, you should be this arrogant. Absolutely. And especially when you're great at it. Especially when you're consistently working at it. When we're off the court, I'm another person. Well, I'll just share this with you. You know, as a basketball fan, I watched his whole career. And I remember when, boy, you just fell You fell in your chair. I don't know how you could fall I in the chair. I thought he went through the chair. But he fell in know. the chair. I didn't know. The chair was saying. Um, but he made sure them lips didn't touch that mic. So. Yeah. Um, way to protect them lips. So I remember Kobe's whole career. And I remember, I grew up in Jersey. And so... I think by the time Kobe was starting to hit, though, I was in college at Hampton. And he was still a phenomenon because they were talking about this 15-year-old who was making videos dunking like he was crazy. And then um, he went to the prom with Brandy. And Brandy was on Moesha at the time. He was like, how Kobe scooped that? You know, did he hit that? And then, you know, he got to the lead. Men questions. And all day. And then he got to the lead. Did we ever get to the bottom of that? Though? Just did he hit that? <laughs> she said no. She said um, he kissed her a couple times. Did you times. see they interview together? I didn't see that interview together. He definitely hit that. Oh, he definitely yeah. hit it? He had oh, the swag what? to hit it. It's and Kobe. Kobe being at that I, time. And this is going to lead into a, a topic. Do you tell your number or not? We, but <laughs> we're, we're, It's going to lead there. Hey, that was but, fire. But then Kobe gets drafted, and I don't know. And, and Terry, I'm going to throw this at you because, you know, you're not just a Kobe fan. You're a Laker fan. Um, Kobe refused to go to the Hornets. So he was drafted by the Hornets, and it was a phone call. Uh, hey, yo, uh, I'm not going to Charlotte. But he almost went to out. the Clippers. When I found that out, I yeah, was yeah, but, thrown away. But, but it was like a power move, maybe by his team, but it's, it's engineered by a 17-year-old. And then he gets into the league, and he didn't start his first year. Um, mm -hmm. And that was strategic. He could have. They were like, no, we want to bring you along slowly. The second year, they had to start the homie, and I think he was also, Terry, the last NBA superstar to do the slam dunk contest and win that thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if he was a superstar at the time, but he de his star was definitely blazing. And then um, then you got you know you get into the Kobe Shaq years when, Sh when Shaq came and he won the championship in his fourth year. But I remember uh, young COD, I want to say it was his third year, and he was in the playoffs against Utah. And this is when I became a Kobe guy. And I'm a Knicks fan. And so it was easy for me to be cool with somebody who wasn't in my conference. He wasn't kicking my butt like Jordan was giving it to us with no Vaseline. But, you know, Kobe <laughs> Just out there. Kobe played against the Utah Jazz, right? And it was a closeout game. And I think they were down three or within three points. And Kobe missed three consecutive three-pointers. All right? And – you know, you can see, in my opinion, the that night, that, that game, the dog that was put in him and the look that came over his face. And I'm sure he probably did, but I never seen him not close out a game after that for the rest of his 20-year career. that That's mind-blowing as well. Why not? Job's not done. And, and not only is it 20 years, points. he scored 60 points that team. in his last game. So, you know, I, I definitely um, – from a sports perspective, he's one of the greats of all times. From a um, global perspective, that man was universal, you know. Yeah. And um, Italy is shutting down for like a week. Italy is shutting down for a like. week. You know, that's that's just mind blowing. I, I I didn't realize. I guess to go back to your earlier point, how huge Kobe was. But Kobe was monumental. Mm -hmm. He really was. Um, as a Laker fan. 
Um, what are you expecting? By the time this episode comes out, we're going to know. I think they're going to play their first game um, tomorrow night. What are you expecting from the Lakers organization? How are they going to represent him in the, the NBA moving forward when we get to the All-Star game? I already heard mm-hmm. they made some adjustments. Today, yeah. I heard they possibly may be Team 8 versus Team 24. So, <laughs> I expect um, an immaculate tribute um, to him. I mean, you've already retired his jerseys. I don't know what else they right. could do besides that, except for making some type of um, statue or monument to him in the facility or in his his facility. I heard it was in the works that he's getting a statue. It was already in yeah. the works. Yeah, you know. I'm just, I just, I don't know. I hope they don't rush it. Um, take your time to make sure that this tribute is what you think it is. So I do think they are working around the clock to make sure that, but they're working on something. I just want it to be done right. I think it will be, and but, I respect them so much for taking their time. I feel like they already have. Take your time. What do you think um, about put a button on the whole Kobe thing, especially from a Shaq standpoint? Uh, first <laughs> off, before we get to the Shaq standpoint, I would hate to have to be the team that has to play the Lakers at this point. Cause, you think you think um, going to go crazy, Ham? No, I mean, I just you cannot. That's like beating Kobe on his last game. You, the Lakers have to win the so next game. How do, how and the Lakers have that? to win the championship how do, this year. How do you feel about that last game of 60 points? Because, you know, I watched that game. I remember watching that game. I think with my son. And I was like, yo, Kobe's the man, but. It was the Pro Bowl. They were like, yeah, go ahead, Kobe. <laughs> Take another one. Because, he took 50 shots. Because, look, he, who. Because <laughs> All right, in an average you, NBA you game, if you're the guy. man, you might take LeBron 15 dropping to 20. LeBron right. dropping 81 points tomorrow. LeBron. Now, the relationship he had with LeBron was special. I heard he LeBron was one of the last people points. who talked to this man, period. He talked to him that morning. His okay. son, too. Well, Shaq's son. Yeah, Shaq's Shaq Shaq son, son was one of the last people. Shaq's son, LeBron, and somebody else I can't remember. Was the last people to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Shaq's son was one of the last people to talk to him. I think that this puts a bitter – like, I don't. I hope it doesn't taint this for LeBron. Y'all already know I'm not – he's not my – I'm not his biggest fan. But, I, didn't, I didn't realize You know, I'm that. accepting him because he's on the Lakers He's on the Lakers. Team. Well, I, did, I never liked him as a player be- before. Okay. And now he's on my team. I've always appreciated who he is off the court. See, okay. I'm one of those people that can recognize someone on and off the court. Okay. Off the court, amazing. I just felt like I didn't see the leader in him that I've always wanted to see until now. Mm. So now that he's on the Lakers team, he's starting to become the leader. He should have been on all his other teams. It's and surprising I, to me, though, you feel that way because I feel like LeBron's game, even though he's a Jordan worshiper, is Magic 2.0. And you being a Laker fan, I, I'm just a little taken aback. You couldn't see the magicness of LeBron's game. Magic would never pout like that. Magic would never pout. Magic would get a little upset now. He'd get upset, uh, upset and pouting. <laughs> upset. Like, you pout, show no. some anger. No, he would not anger, pout. But he yes. would. But LeBron he played with some fire. He had yeah. some dog LeBron in him. LeBron would but literally It's pout. always been Kobe and LeBron. It's like, always been Kobe and LeBron. I've never known standpoint? Kobe fans to really rock with LeBron. Oh, you mean versus Kobe? And this goes back to versus. what I was saying. They dropped Kobe out of the conversation. And they went from LeBron, like, LeBron to MJ. Just the greatest. I agree. But don't you think a, a but, part of that was LeBron still playing but Kobe's night? What's crazy is this, and this is going to be a saving grace for LeBron. When LeBron wins this championship this year, because it's going to happen, nobody's going to stop it. Mm-hmm. This is going to save the 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 ideal of LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is gonna make the Lakers fans love LeBron. I've never been a LeBron fan, and right now, mm-hmm. I'm rooting for that man. Mm. <laughs> I want that man to draw 61 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. I so, just hope it doesn't put like a 
a bad stigma on his accomplishment accomplishment the other night because it happened right before. And so everybody keeps bringing it up. Oh, you just passed Kobe. And he's like, that's the furthest thing from my mind right now. Like, that's not the conversation I want to have. And it was so, um, the foreshadowing was eerie because he basically gave his shout out to to Kobe that night. Because I thought he was very gracious. He was like, you know, Kobe reached out to me. And then he basically, on ESPN, went into what he thought about Kobe. Yeah. And it was, it's mm-hmm. eerie if you think if, about if it. If you didn't he, live in this situation. Yeah. And you saw those clips. You, you would do think it, that they, it they connected, happened after. Right. But mm-hmm. it happened before, you know. Um, what's your final thoughts on the Kobe thing? And, and also, my last question to you on this topic. How has it or has it affected you as a person? It does. I think it affects everybody whether they want to acknowledge it or not. It starts to make you... Think about the things that you take for granted, the things that you probably hold onto that you can easily let go. But more importantly, it puts love in perspective. I think listening to the Shaq interview and him saying that he regret not getting over his procrastination and having that conversation with him for them to finally mend that that last piece of their relationship is that we often like to say, uh, you know, I'll deal with that when I get to it. Like, oh, if I have a fault with someone. When I get to it, I can forgive you from afar, but we don't have that in-face conversation. I think it puts a lot of that in perspective. I think Kobe will be remembered for all of his accomplishments. I would like for people to really put their mind around how easy it is for the world to bring up every negative thing they can think about somebody, even when they die. So you think there's no place for that, or? If you wanted to talk about it, talk about it when he was alive. Why was that conversation dead when he was alive, and as soon as he's dead, it's alive? I feel like some of the people who was bringing up his shortcomings um, wasn't part of the culture. Of course not. A little bit. I would be interested to hear y'all thoughts on that. Of course not. The culture, (laughs) I think, was, you know, respectful maybe? Yes. Well, I saw a couple memes that were jokingly, oh, I'm like, how do you find time to make a joke about someone's death? When is it too soon? Because, you know, I'm, a, I'm an actor comedian, and you're supposed to be able to make fun about anything. And um, but, w- but when is it too soon? You, is can't, it, you can't make Is it two days, three days, four days? I don't, I don't know the days? comedy rule, right. but I, I don't think you would make a joke about this situation. I don't understand where that joke would come from. There's a, a lot of jokes. So let me, let me get to where my joke came from. And I, and Bruh, I can't see me getting on another helicopter. No time soon. And Kawhi came out and said basically the same thing. Because Kawhi used Kobe, same pilot, the one who perished. Right. Well, can you see yourself get on a helicopter anytime soon? I never, I, I've never ridden in a helicopter. You've never been in one. I don't. I don't. You ever been that. in a helicopter? Yes, but I think those jokes that any any time frame like this year, everybody for be the rest of the year. Yeah, they'd be looking at you like. Terry, here's the thing. I, I because bet you this weekend, if you were to go to a comedy club, you would get Kobe jokes. But here's the I, thing, because that joke, Kobe funny. wasn't the only one on that helicopter. No, he wasn't. Which is what, I just feel like. So it, you don't feel like that's a Kobe joke, if, or you feel like that is? I feel like that joke is just, come on. Like if you're, if you're a comedian and you need to make that joke, you're not funny enough to me. I don't see Dave Chappelle making that joke. Yeah, but the reason why reaching. a comedian kind of right. has to... Not make a joke of the situation because you can't joke about the situation, but it's relevant. And it's on everybody's mm-hmm. mind. And one of the things in comedy that you have to, that, that makes 
one of the things you have to do is talk about what what's going on, especially something this huge, this mm -hmm. monumental. You know what I mean? And I bet you the majority of the jokes, and you know, when you're doing a joke, you typically pick on something, you, or you have something that you're targeting. I think the media is going to get a going to get ripped. Is what I think is going to end up happening. But my thing is, since you're like the comedian at the table, yeah, why would you? It, Kobe has so much to talk about. You can talk about the Shaq stuff. You can talk about. Charles talking about I didn't even know this man, but crying on TV. Mm -hmm. Why would you go the helicopter route? Um, it's just it's just where you get the inspiration from. It's where you get the inspiration from, and it's gonna be people who feel like you know what you do Terry. What you doing in LA? Would you do? Would I do it in would LA? Would you make that joke in LA? Would I make? Yeah, yeah. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, and that's how we roll. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I, okay, so let me tell you why it's different. I think that maybe a couple of years ago, if you made that kind of joke, maybe. Today, as soon as it's recorded, that's it. And you put on Every Twitter. Every time you go to a next, no, nah, this man said this, and it's mm, just going to keep coming yeah. back. And then now you have yearly reminders about the mistakes mm. you made last year. Yeah. So I just, I think that it's too soon of a, would you make a joke about Nipsey Hussle? Would I make a joke about Nipsey Hussle? Yes. How soon after would you have done that? Um, how soon after? So, you know, I was talking to a comedian, shout out Big Big Kenny Johnson, and his thing on it is, you know, comedy, you know, comedians can make jokes about anything. You have to wait um, at least a week after the funeral is his rule. So he won't make, he won't joke until a week so after the funeral. I think this if you make any jokes anytime soon, it will be dead. But soon but it's so big. So and, and you're right. People are going to, no matter it's when big. you make the jokes, mm -hmm. like you can go and do Nipsey jokes now and people are going to have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. Because you know? I think that it's so. Some it's people, a, not everybody. Yeah, it's attached to too, too much. It's him, his daughter. It's teammates. It's parents. It's other people you know nothing about that you're re-hurting yeah. them every time you say that. So yeah. that's why I think when I saw like the people bringing up the fact that they said this about Kobe in the cartoon years ago, or somebody tweeted this years ago, my thoughts on that is that there are oftentimes you can have a dream about something detrimental. The the last thing I would do is verbalize it. I would probably pray about it first. And also think that's about this. Thoughts. You know, you have to think about the kind of people who would do this. So, you know, you're talking about comedians and possibly comedian settings. People are going there to have a laugh or to have a release. So I, I doubt that, you know, Vanessa or the, or people close to Kobe are going to be frequenting comedy, you know, clubs no, no, this no, no. week and that's stuff. Not what I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Not that it recorded, won't get back to them. Yeah, no, my fear but, is the recorded piece. What you say in the comedy house may or may not go, you can get over with, right? right. You can come back from a joke. When it's recorded, it's then stapled. And then it's stapled to you. And then it's stapled everywhere you go. So it's something that if it goes left, it's forever going left for you. Because they will always bring that back up in the conversation. Oh, you never thought that that was in poor taste when you said that. that like that conversation is going to forever be a part of your legacy at that point. I'm not saying there won't be a time when you may be able to get that joke across. So anytime soon, I don't think. I, don't, I think it would just hurt the career. I don't see it helping. You never know define soon. What's soon? I'd probably say... I say for myself, anytime in the next couple of years, if you are going off of people that get over things quickly on social media, probably about six months. I personally don't like to make jokes about people's demise. It's just not, it makes me uneasy that people, I know you should, you can find comedy and humor in anything, right. but the fact that you find it only in the part of what he, how he died is the, the drawback right. for me. It's kind of like, nah, nope. Cause karma is that thing. And <laughs> And me and her, we have an understanding, okay? Yeah. Yo, COD. Um, I think with Kobe, 
there's so many events that's going on. So we got the Super Bowl, we got the ESPYS, we got the yeah. playoffs that's going, the M- NBA playoffs, um, the uh, All Star Game. Mm-hmm. It continues to add to it. So the Nipsey thing happened, and there was a couple of tributes, and then he now got tributed. How long Grammy. ago did Nipsey? It, it hasn't even been a year. It hasn't been a year. Yeah. So. For me, we can look it up. With the, it's not like we don't have technology to tell you. Yeah, I just think I wouldn't touch it. I think there's so many jokes you could make even around it. Like if Would I you was doing any music it, about Kobe right now. Oh yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of. So the music man would do music. Right. Because but that's, trying to be like that's, a that's, that's a tribute, uh, right? But the comedy could be a tribute too. I, I wouldn't not make a. I wouldn't make a helicopter bar in the song. Mm. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Mm. I would not make a helicopter bar. You, you, you couldn't hear a bar <laughs> something like you know the helicopter crash and the crash my heart. You couldn't you no. couldn't see something connected like that. Maybe you wouldn't do but that. You know, but that I is, think some people would. LL Cool J probably would say that. Here you go. <laughs> I this man. <laughs> I cannot. This man. If, if you're trying to say an old school real rapper could put yeah. some bars, then yes, <laughs> an old school real rapper could rap about I anything. I I choose to look at the inspirational side of it. I like the fact that now girl dad is trending. And, I didn't even um, know that was a thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's posting pictures with their daughters. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the fathers are posting pictures with their daughters because he relished in the fact that he had all girls. Yeah. And I love the fact that he kept clarifying that I don't care if I have a boy. I love my girls. I love my girls because that's how you keep your children whole. If you're always telling them that I love you, but I'm still looking for something else. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I guess the, the part that kept hitting me is that she was the one that kept telling him, I'll keep your legacy mm-hmm. going. I'm going to keep your legacy going. I heard going. she had a nickname, Mamba Cedar. Yes. I never heard that. Yes. It's on her. What? How did this affect your um, relationship with your dad? Did you um, call I'm him? Like, he called you? you my dad him? called and told, asked me if I was okay because he knew I was a Kobe fan. He was mm-hmm. like, you all right? I was like, kiss daddy. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm raising a 16-year-old daughter now. My daughter and I are pretty close, but we're in a rough patch right now. The it's 16 female hormone thing is on another level. And, you know, I'm very proud that I have not choked her out. I have not uh, kicked her out the house. I haven't, he is not saying I haven't done that these he things. would choke her out. He's just No, he, he can speak for himself. My mic's on, right? This on? Yeah. <laughs> <not> um, <laughs> but when, when Kobe passed and you see the kind of dad that he was, it mm-hmm. makes you want to be a better dad. And it makes you want to cherish your relationship, you know, with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, I think I asked you earlier, how did it impact you? It made me want to step my game up. Because I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not a huge Kobe NBA system. player. I'm not a um, global phenomenon. But I am somebody. And what am I doing with my platform? What am I doing with my life? You know, what am I doing with my dash? You mm-hmm. know, and I, I definitely will attribute that to Kobe. And I think that's going to be something that stays with me for a minute. I think that a The lot Kobe of, factor. Yeah, a lot, I was going to say the Kobe system is definitely can be applied and applicable in multiple parts of your life. It's just the fact that he refused to not have a routine to not dedicate and dedicate a certain time and hustle. And if you put your put that and apply it to what you're doing in your life, you can just I love that. Crank man. Oh.